0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Millennium Pod, a Star Wars podcast by me, Ari, at ari.in.space on TikTok and at millenniumpod underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I gotta be honest with y'all, it feels really good to say that. Normally I hate doing that intro, especially when I have guests, but because it's been a few weeks since my last episode, it, it just feels natural and nice and, and I'm happy to be recording once again. Um, this week, I'm excited uh, that it's going to be the first episode of my Rebels rewatch series. Um, so today we're going to be breaking down and just kind of talking about episodes one through five of season one of Rebels. Um, so consider this your spoiler warning. Um, if you haven't seen it and and you want to be watching it, um, go watch it. Come back later. But um, before I get into it, a little bit of a backstory, I guess, on, on why... A, I wanted to to do this series, and B, why I'm, I'm so excited about it. And it's pretty much just, well, as, as I said in, in my social media posts about it, you know, I think Rebels is a really cool show. Um, it shows us a bit about an era in Star Wars, you know, that we don't know a lot about. You know, pre... I mean, we get Empire stuff in the original trilogy, but not really. And that's about it. Um, up until, you know, the Bad Batch coming out. Like, really if you weren't going to read the books, like this is our only kind of visual media opportunity to kind of get into what life was like in the Empire. And I think that's really cool. Um, if you've listened to some of my previous episodes, you've probably heard me say, you know, Empire Era is my favorite. And it is, although currently it's being rivaled by the High Republic. Uh, I just read the most recent High Republic novel. And we're getting another a young adult novel at the end of the month here. I'm super excited about that. But uh, anyway, in general, I would say still the Empire era is my favorite. Um, And and that's probably the main, the main reason why I like Rebels so much. Um, You know, aside from all the great themes of found family, and uh, I'm a sucker for that. But um, this rewatch is really, the reason I'm doing it is mainly because When I first watched Rebels, which was kind of, I kind of started in December of this past year, then kind of watched a few, took a break, and then really just kind of watched a bunch of episodes, finished it, and I say finished, you know, in, in in air quotes because I skipped a lot of episodes, mainly because, you know, being on Star Wars internet, I kind of wanted to know what everyone was talking about. Um, and so I, I kind of just, one of my good friends who's actually been on the podcast um, and, and should be coming on again soon, um, my good friend Sydney gave me a list of, I want to say maybe 30 to 40, no, probably not quite 40, probably about 30 episodes that she was like, these are like really the essential main plot points. You should watch them all, but if you're just trying to get the main plot points. So, so that's how I say I watched it. So really, I, I did skip quite a bit. And even the ones I did watch, I honestly don't really remember because I was just trying to power through it just so I could understand, you know, what people were talking about. Because a lot of people in in the fandom seem to really like it, and, and for good reason, in my opinion. And so now I want to go back and rewatch it, watch every episode this time, and actually, you know, take the time to be watching it and and to think about it. Because as I've said about four times already, I think it's a really great show and I think it's a really great resource um, for hardcore fans to kind of understand, you know, Empire era. So with all that being said, I guess let's just get into this first episode. Um, these are going to be bi-weekly for the foreseeable future, um, and I will be posting uh, which episodes I'm going to be reviewing slash talking about whatever um, a few days before each episode drops, just so that if anybody does want to, you know, be have it fresh in their mind if they're going to listen, well, then you can you can check out my social media for that. All that being said... Today's episode is, of course, on the first few, first five episodes of season, season one. Um, for no particular reason did I decide to do all five of these together. I'm, I'm kind of thinking for the most part, I'll do four or five episodes. Um, probably like in the later seasons, I might do a few less episodes each, each podcast episode, just because some of them have like more distinct arcs. Um, but anyway, I just, I want to be able to just talk about as, as many as possible um, as we go because I'm just excited. And I, I don't want to only watch like one or two every two weeks. So um, that's why I'm doing a big chunk here. So yeah, episodes one through five. Also, as one more quick side note before I actually get started, um, I am going to be talking about these episodes as I go through as if it's the first time I'm watching them. Um, just And what I mean by that is I'm not going to be like, oh, well... I know what happens, so this didn't mean anything, or it did. Like, it's going to be sort of, oh, I see what we're getting at here. Because honestly, aside from the really, like, four or five really big events, I don't actually remember what happened. So it is, for a lot of it, like the first time. So that's kind of the vibe we're going to be going with here. Um, So getting into it. Episodes one and two, I think, are really, really strong intro, really strong start, Um. It kind of sets us up for what we're gonna be expecting in future episodes, and what I mean by that is just like in general. So like it's showing us, you know, we're gonna have this crew, and they're gonna be doing little like heist type things to kind of screw up the empire. It's basically the premise of the show, and that's really shown in episodes one and two, um, and, and I think it's really strong. I've actually watched these episodes several times just because I think they're, I just think they're really good, um, and I appreciate that right away we're getting to see what life is like, you know, on Lethal on the planets like Lethal. I mean, we can assume, um, we're, we only see Lethal, but assuming, um, and, and just like what life is like in the empire era. Um, and we know from other media, like the empire had a very stronghold on Lethal more than some other planets. Um, but we can also assume that on other planets where the empire did have a stronghold, it would be similar. And so I think that's interesting. Like right off the bat, we see, you know, imperial troops um, harassing people and just, you can just tell that the vibes, everything's kind of gray and not really thriving, um, which I really like. Like I said, like, I just think it's so interesting to see, you know, actually what life was like, because I think we forget often that empire era was quite a while. Like it was about 20, 25 years or so, um, which is quite a long time. And I mean. Don't get me wrong, I love the original trilogy, it is my favorite trilogy, but we really don't get at all the sense of the Empire, you know? It, it's way more, you know, Vader's the bad guy, and that's it. But we don't really get to see, you know, how horrible life was and 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 the the difficulties people had to face in that time. And I think something that really highlights the ruthlessness, I guess, of the Empire Um a right away in these first two episodes is the fact that they're inter they're trying to intercept a transport carrying Wookiees who are going to become slaves. Right. So already any regime that's dealing with slaves is pretty, pretty freaking bad. Um, and then <clears throat> especially, you know, when they talk about how the Wookiees are going to be going to Kessel and, uh, I believe it's Hera says, well, most people don't survive there anyway, but for Wookiees, it's going to be an immediate death sentence because, you know, they're born in a nice, cool forest. That's what they're used to. They have all that fur and Kessel is, if you've seen Solo, terrible. Um, and so just like the utter lack of any regard for anything, um, that the empire has, you know, in, 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 Basically being like, oh, well, these these Wookiees are probably going to die, but it's fine. We'll just get a new batch when they die, essentially. It just really emphasizes how actually horrible, horrible it was. I think they do a really good job of showing the audience, you know, before we're kind of explicitly shown slash told um, that, A, Kanan is a surviving Jedi and be Ezra as strong in the Force. It's not, it's not kind of said right off the bat, but we're given little clues, which I think is quite interesting. I mean, Ezra has some epic jumps. Absolutely epic, epic jumps that, uh, I mean, if you've seen any other Star Wars, you automatically know, okay, well, he's using the Force because there's no way a human can jump like that. Um, and, uh, then he finds, you know, the holocron and the lightsaber. And as a side note, of course we had to slightly revisit Order 66 in a Dave Filoni production. Like, of of course. The man loves Order 66 and rehashing it in a million ways. Um, but I did think it was a nice touch, you know, having Kenobi on the Holocron. And, um, yeah. And, I mean, even if they didn't uh, show Ezra, you know, having some, some strength with the Force, um, we do see some very strong Jedi tendencies in him, um, namely, you know, trying to help people no matter what the cost is to him. Um, and that's very Jedi, you know, especially, you know, when he, in, in episode two, when he goes to save the young, the Wookiee child, baby Wookiee, I don't know how old it is, but the young Wookiee, um, you know, without even really really thinking, you know, he, you can tell he's like, why do I want to help? But, but does it anyway? And that's just, it's very Jedi, you know, going against what seems logical in order to help people. Um, So it's really, it's no surprise that he ends up, you know, deciding to, to train as a Jedi with, with Kanan. Um, And I, I also appreciate in the first two episodes, you know, we really get a sense of all of the characters, um, in the ghost crew, which I think is really, really cool. Um, like already two episodes, basically 40 minutes in, you can kind of tell who's who in the crew and, and what role each person plays. I mean, Hera is obviously the mom. She has incredible mom vibes. One of my favorite parts in, in a lot of the episodes that I've seen is, uh, when, you know, Zeb leaves Ezra behind uh, on the on the imperial ship, and she just uses his full name in the most mom tone I've ever heard just to scold him. It's just it's incredible. We yet to continue to see you know a Ezra's Jedi what I'm going to call Jedi instincts, um, and b his strength with the force as we move into episodes three and four, um, specifically like force strength. You know when he just full sends Callus into, well, I don't even know what they're called, but one of those rock things on Lothal um, when he's about to probably kill Zeb. No thoughts, just let me shove this guy with my mind very aggressively. Um, and then in terms of further Jedi instincts, uh, I would say in episode four, when... Ezra and Zeb are in their stolen TIE fighter and then they realize that uh, some of the farmers on Lothal need help Like without even hesitating. Ezra's like, nope, we're going to help them. Um, Which is just, it's really, I like to see that, you know, those Jedi instincts, I'm calling them, that, you know, are just kind of manifesting themselves in people who are strong with the Force, but who haven't been trained from a young age that that's what they should do. Um, I think that's really interesting because, you know, a lot of Jedi have these instincts but sometimes I wonder like is it because that's who they are as a person or is it because they were strong with the force and they've been trained that that's what they're supposed to do from a young age um and it's interesting to think about but obviously with Ezra like he naturally has that instinct to want to help people which is very much what the Jedi order would have taught um and so I just think it's interesting to think about that. In episode three of, of season one of Rebels, we get two more uh, things that I think are important. Uh, the first being further on how ruthless the Empire is. Um, and we learn that through the second thing, which is more of Zeb's history and his tragic past and how uh, a lot of his people were wiped out by the Empire. We don't get a lot, um, but we do kind of get to understand a bit more um, why he's in this fight, specifically um it's very personal for Zeb, and I think it's nice that we get to learn that right off the bat, you know, three episodes in. Um, and again, we're just seeing more and more how terrible the Empire is. This show does a lot for world building, um, and I, I really love it. Um, yeah, it, it does have a good plot, 100%. I don't even need the plot because I just think the world building's great, and I get so absorbed into it. A bonus third thing that we get in episode three that's very exciting to me is a Bale Organa cameo. Um, I think, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast or just to, to friends, but um, I think Bale is, like, probably in my top, like, he might be my favorite character that I have absolutely no desire to see a show or a book just about him, but love seeing him pop-up-in-different-places character, if that makes sense. Like, he's not my favorite character, but I get very excited when I see him in things because I think he's a very, very, very cool character. Um, And so, obviously, any episode that Bale is in, I'm going to love and appreciate. Now, I'm not sure how important episode four is to uh, the plot as a whole. Um, If I'm remembering correctly, I don't think it's too important. However... I think it's important in the sense that it really shows us the dynamic of the entire Ghost Crew. Like Kanan and Hera are very much the parents, a hundred percent, and then Zeb, Sabine, Ezra, and Chopper are the children, are a hundred percent the children. Um, and it's it's hilarious. I just I love I love the dynamic. I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny seeing Kanan and Hera just exasperated with their quote-unquote kids. Now, episode five, I really like um, for a lot of reasons. A big one is it's all about kind of like that student-teacher relationship and the struggles of that. And uh, I'm assuming most people don't know, but I'm actually in school to be a teacher. So therefore, that resonates a lot with me because I Although, you know, I haven't taught an entire class myself. I've done tutoring and stuff. I've taken some classes. I'm going to be really starting that this fall, which is pretty exciting. Um, but something I think about a lot is just ways like, okay, well, how am I going to be a good teacher? Because growing up, I had really great teachers, excellent teachers. And I had really bad ones who were just completely unable to connect and, um, and teach. And so it's definitely something I've thought about a lot, especially, you know, throughout university. Because in general, I would say... University profs are a lot worse at teaching than actual teachers who have gone to school to teach, which, you know, does make sense. Um, and so recently I have been thinking a lot, okay, well, how can these really smart people be so bad at teaching, right? And, and so that's something I obviously would want to avoid. And so I really like this episode because it, it's really focusing on that. And, and how one can be the best teacher, how one can be the best student, how the student can teach the teacher, um, and all of that. And I really, I really like that, you know, Kanan is trying to basically pass Ezra off to Luminara, um, but it's not for the reason that that Ezra thinks it's not for the reason that we, the audience, might think. It's really because he feels like he's failing. Um, which kind of reminds me of this part, well, not this, really this part, kind of the whole premise of the book Master and Apprentice, which focuses on Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan about eight years before the Phantom Menace. Um, and Qui-Gon has the same issue where he considers taking a position on the council and he at first it's kind of like, well, I feel bad for leaving Obi-Wan, but at the same time he's like, but I don't feel like I'm a good teacher for him, so maybe this would be better. And I think a lot of Jedi probably would struggle with that, a lot of Jedi who are taking on apprentices. And I think it's it, – I, I like it because it's a very real thing that uh, happens in the real world with real human people, teachers. Um, and so it's it's nice to see that struggle kind of reflected in in Star Wars – and I mean, ultimately, both Kanan and Qui-Gon figure out, you know, actually, I am a good teacher for this job. You know, it might not be exactly how I think it should be, but it's working. And and I think that's really cool. Um, and it, it's really cool to see. And I especially like in, in episode five, um, the whole theme of, you know, the famous quote, do or do not, there was no try. Um, which incidentally, I'm actually looking at right now. I have a sticker of it on my laptop, which is open. Um, but I really like, first off, how Kanan says this right at the beginning of the episode. And Esther's like, well, what the hell does that mean, <laughs> essentially? And Kanan's like, honestly, I don't know. It just, it's just a thing I thought I should say because Yoda said it. Um, but then throughout the episode, Kanan comes to this understanding that it actually does make sense. Uh, that if you're just, trying to do something that means you think you may or may not actually succeed, which I think is actually really cool. And it's kind of added a whole new layer to the quote um, for me because, you know, it is kind of true, right? It's all about perspective and and how you're, you're talking to yourself when you're doing things, right? So I think saying, I'm going to do this because I believe I can is better than saying, I'm going to try to do this because I'm not sure if I can. And so, yeah, that's actually like, I really, really, I really like that. Uh, if you can't tell, as I'm just gushing about this new meaning that, uh, Kanan has added to this obviously very iconic, iconic quote. Um, the other thing in episode five that I kind of hate is the Inquisitor, mainly because he's quite terrifying. Um, very scary. Not a fan. I mean, I am a fan because it's, like, a a cool villain, bad guy, threat, whatever. But at the same time, like, I heard a rumor that potentially there may be Inquisitors in the Kenobi show, which obviously would be pretty cool. That would be pretty intriguing. But, like, I'm terrified of the Inquisitors in animation, so I don't really know how I'm going to deal with them if they're in live action. Um, But it would be cool. It would be cool. So again, that's another part uh, of C or not season five, episode five that I enjoy is that, you know, we're getting introduced to this threat more, especially because right at the beginning of episode one, we see Vader talking to the inquisitor, basically saying blanket statement, collect any any children that are strong with the force and kill any Jedi that can teach them and then we kind of go away from that and so it's nice to have that brought back in and and see kind of what was meant by that statement by Vader um, so yeah I, I think that was pretty that was pretty good too but yeah that was like really the main points I wanted to touch on for these first five episodes here Um it was probably a bit rambly, but you know what? Uh, it's it's the first one. I didn't really know exactly kind of where I wanted to go with this, what kind of structuring I wanted. So I thought for today um, I would just kind of talk about, you know, the things that I think are important, the things that are noteworthy in the first few episodes of Rebels. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to be doing this because, as I've said a hundred times, I think this show is really great. And I'm excited to actually pay attention this time. So yeah, there will be another uh, a Millennium Pod episode next week. It won't be Rebels, of course, because this is going to be a bi-weekly segment, I guess. Um, but then the following week, we'll be back on the, on the Rebels train, and... My plan is for it to be episodes six to ten of season one, which is actually pretty exciting for me because I have actually not seen those ones. Uh, I'd seen most of the the first five episodes, but I actually haven't seen those ones. So it really will be like a reaction reaction video, but it's a reaction podcast. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that's all the things, like I said, that I think are, are, are noteworthy of the first few episodes. Um, and if you are still here listening to me babble on about a animated children's TV show that is pretty freaking great, uh, thank you so much. It means a lot to know that my words are being heard by people and, um, as always, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. Um, They're tagged, linked, whatever, in the description below. I, I would love I would love to hear from you. Well, of course, you're going to be mean, and I don't want to hear from you. Um, <laughs> I hope that you are having a great day, night, morning, evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. And as always, may the force be with you.